morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday. Everybody's been working for the weekend all week and it is almost here. We've got all your NBA action covered from Thursday night in the NBA. I'm your host, Dave DeFore, joined as always on Thursday nights by my man, Big Waz. What's up, Waz? What's going on, Dave? And Rob Lopez is uh, trying to get on the USC crew team. Uh, don't forget, guys, we just announced the live show in Chicago, May 18th. Tickets are available for the general public. Make sure that you go and get them now because they are going to go fast. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, the Pacers steal one from the Thunder. Zion Williamson is back and the Celtics sweep the Kings. But first, Nikola Jokic is clutch. Was your man Jokic? Is that how you pronounce it? Joe Jochich hits the game winner in Denver to take the Nuggets over the Mavs 199. Jokic in the power. Here it goes. Go! And right before that, Luca had one of the best dunks of the season. Clutch dunk and one in your grill. Down to eight. Moves on trouble. Takes the lead. Hammers it home. Dallas has got the lead. And uh, but it wasn't enough. He missed the free throw. Jokic comes down the other end, hits the game-winning bucket in the paint. Uh, he finishes the game with only eleven points. He actually didn't score until six twenty-five left in the game. Uh, another one of these passive games. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Cause this bugs me, but he had 11 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists, a game winner. Uh, Paul Millsap is, is really the story for the nuggets in this game. 33 points, eight rebounds was a bully in the post tonight and, and was, and was keeping them in this game. I mean, the Mavs at one point had, had a 12 point lead and Millsap just went to work inside getting bucket after bucket and then the rest of their offense came alive in the fourth and, and they were able to come back. Luka Doncic, one assist away from a triple double, 24 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists. Jalen Brunson with another 20 point game, 20 points, five rebounds. Tim Hardaway Jr. with 17 points. Was this was one of the most fun games of the season and it shouldn't have been a team like the Nuggets. As good <laughs> as they are, they should have dusted the Mavs. Yeah, it, look, I think there's a few positives to take from this for sure. One, it's, you know, it's one of those games, again, we talk about, we've been talking about the dog days for the past few weeks where, you know, they are at home, but it's a Thursday night. They're kind of bored. They don't look at this team as a challenge and they slog through and the Mavericks come out and they're firing in all, on all cylinders, you know, as, much, as many cylinders as the Mavericks at this point possess, right? But they found a way to, to scratch out a win. And, you know, I've been somebody who's been very critical of their defense all season, and I think that Luka Dunk is very emblematic of that in the sense that a guy dribbling at the top of the key ends up with a dunk just by dribbling down to the hoop. But that was like that was a miscommunication. That that really but, that was uh, Gary Harrison Plumley kind of had a miscommunication there, and Plumley was out of position. But you but, can't have miscommunications like that in winning time, right? Like that's a second quarter miscommunication. That's not final possessions of the game miscommunication. But you know that being said, I look up and Jochich has a 120 offensive rating this year. 
which yeah. is insanity, right? So, you know, if these guys are going to score at seven seconds or less Suns levels and just basically hold the fort on defense, then they could be extremely dangerous in the playoffs, right? Like people always complain and say, well, the Suns, they didn't win anything, blah, 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 blah. They were going to um, conference finals and go- taking teams to game seven. Like this was a dangerous team, a contender year after year. Uh, I think that's kind of Denver's model, their ceiling, if you will. And they've got eight guys. And I, and I think that this is one of the things that kind of gets overlooked is that depth actually does matter. I mean, they've got, obviously they've got their starting five, Jokic, Millsap, Murray, Barton, Harris, but they've also got Plumley, who plays big minutes for them and is good. They've got Monte Morris and they've got Malik Beasley and watch O'Hearn and Gomez isn't playing a lot, but he's a contributor. I mean, they, they probably are like nine deep going into the playoffs and that's just, it's so beneficial. It means they're match like yeah. matchup wise that they can match up with anybody. Like you saw just tonight, hit the nail on the head right there, Dave, like people often um, underestimate depth in the sense that like, well, you're only going to play seven guys in the playoffs anyway. Sure. But if you only have seven and one of those guys, you know, are just dead in the water for whatever certain matchup that you have um, in that round or that series, uh, you can go into the reserve and be like, all right, this guy's not working. I'm gonna throw this guy in and see what exactly. happens. Right. Well, we when saw you, it tonight. They they closed with Monty Morris because yeah. Dallas had gone small and they just have that lineup flexibility. They're able to do stuff like that. They can actually match up. This is, this is where I give them a lot of, I mean, a lot of credit and Mike Malone does a really good job of picking the correct lineups. Um, of course, when you got a guy like Jokic that can, he's like a guaranteed bucket inside six feet. Um, it may, you know, it makes those, those end of, uh, end of the game clutch plays look even better on the, on the other side. I want to get to Dallas because they, they were running a, a lineup there at the end and it was, uh, it was Powell, Doncic, uh, Hardaway, Brunson and, um, Dorian Finney Smith, very athletic outside of Doncic, actually, uh, very athletic, plenty of shooting. Imagine this next season. Uh, you know, obviously they're out of the playoffs, so we're thinking forward for them. They're going to add Kristaps Porzingis. Wait. They might make the playoffs next year. I mean, everybody seems to think that they're plugged. They're 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 just you know pencil them in into <laughs> the playoffs <laughs> next year. Like when when the Knicks made that trade, they were like, oh, "Are you kidding me? That Dallas is going to be great forever now." I'm like, "All right, we'll see." You know, I I hope Chris Stapps is able to come back. You know, as a reasonable facsimile to the, of the guy that he was before he went down last season because he was kicking people's asses. So you know, we'll see what happens next year. And I think you know. <laughs> It's funny watching Luca play, particularly for a guy like Carlisle, where he's he's just going. He's just right. going. He is just pedal to the metal, no restrictions. They are just letting him run. Um, I, I wonder how Dennis Smith feels watching these games, man, because he was getting coached last year. <laughs> he was. Now, to be fair, Luka Doncic is a veteran player, right? He's played pro for three seasons. He's not a veteran NBA player, but you know, the, the, the amount of like professional games he has under his belt. I think that that's a big difference between him and Dennis Smith. And obviously Luka is just a more, uh, he's got more skill right now, right? Like I think Dennis Smith is going to be a good player at some point, but he's not at Luka's level right now. And there was actually one moment tonight, Rick Carlisle very clearly called for them to take a timeout, to dribble up to the timeout line, take a timeout. And Luca ignored him and just went. And then they wound up scoring. I mean, Denver defended it. Well, it was like a fake timeout. Um, and then Luca got chewed out a little bit and Luca played the, Oh, I didn't see it. 
Now, come on. Now, see, this is. <laughs> but that's the I, thing, I really though, laugh, Dave. You know, like Rick Carlisle is a guy who wanted to coach every possession of Jason freaking kid in his 16th season, right? Like yeah. <laughs> one of the most respected floor generals in the history of the universe. Rick Carlisle wanted to coach every single one of the possessions that he point guarded. So it's just amazing to watch um, how he's evolved in his coaching tactics for a guy like Luca. Yeah, and then he got a, uh, a contract extension and a raise out of it, too. Not bad. Hey, man, you got to respect continuity. Hey, guys, join us for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's the letter B, the number two, the letter B. Sign up, deposit $5, and get a $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. You can play every Wednesday with other back-to-back listeners on FanDuel.com slash B2B. Shout out to BryGuy1721 for taking home the victory this week in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. If you take home the victory in our Wednesday contest, you'll be joining us for an upcoming Friday mailbag. Again, go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. Sign up, deposit five bucks, and get a $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. In news, and this is not really NBA news, but basketball news. This guy's going to be in the NBA next year after missing three weeks with a sprained knee. Zion Williamson came back, and he was too good for us to not talk about Waz. Yeah. Uh, Duke beat Syracuse in the ACC tournament tonight, 84-72. I don't really care about that too much, but Zion Williamson, who is going to be the number one pick in the draft, had 29 points. He was 13 of 13, one of one from three. 14 rebounds, five steals, a couple of assists, and only two fouls. And we know how he defends. This guy is a beast. Yeah. And and the term man amongst boys gets thrown around all the time, but it's it's a fact for, uh, um, in, the, in the case of Zion. And, you know, what I like about him, man, for, for all his size and athletic ability, man, he's got a lot of shake to his game already. Um, meaning he has counters and stuff to his moves and his handle, obviously is he's not like a Kyrie, but for his size, his position, his handle to be at the level that it is at 18, 19 years old is incredible. And so if, when, when, if his handle gets even tighter and his skill work, his footwork gets even better and tighter, he is going to be unstoppable. (laughs) Yeah. I called him a franchise changing prospect tonight when I was just talking about him on, on the internet. Um, you know, my favorite thing about him, I mean, obviously we, we can, you can watch the highlights and you can watch him like, you know, hit his chest on the backboard and, you know, dunking from just inside the free throw line in a game that, that all jumps out at you, but his motor to have that sort of athleticism and that sort of skill set and to be this height, but to have the motor that he has where he wants to win every single possession at both ends of the court. Oh yeah. And like he prides himself on being a team player and making the right play all the time. I mean, he's, he actually, he's such, such a good and efficient scorer that he can't shoot the ball enough on this team. Yeah. I mean, it, it I is, mean, although there wild. are other people on his team who can, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're not talking about them. We're only talking about yeah. the guy who's like, really, he is the best college prospect since I don't know, Tim Duncan, man, 
Has I mean maybe I mean maybe Kevin Durant coming yeah, out KD, like Kevin Durant cause, was because KD was kind of like out of this world too right like yeah. like when he's just like crossing people up at the top of the key and pulling up and just swishing right. it and you're like wait this guy's seven feet that was scary that was right. scary. so since KD absolutely yeah K I think I think since KD yeah I always forget about KD in that one year at Texas and then he comes in the league and he's so good. At at being a guard that he literally plays the two guard as a rookie that that was crazy anyway but so Zion man like this is like super interesting now so he's back clearly looking great like hasn't lost a step or anything like that let's hope you know he stays healthy and and we get to enjoy him for the rest of the season but like pr- projecting forward and thinking about teams that he might wind up on I st- I stand by of the of the teams that have a really good shot at the number one pick. Atlanta is my choice. I want yeah. Trey give me Young. Atlanta or New York. Give me Atlanta or this kid in the garden. Obviously, the Dolan thing stinks, but like uh, that that garden crowd with this kid would, would just be. Whew, yeah, more. but I want Trey Young throwing lobs to Zion. I want Zion throwing lobs to John Collins. I mean, I I think that you could really you could have a really fun team next season that that would be like close to contention, not contending for the title, but like maybe making the playoffs because of how good those guys are yeah. that, that young core there would be, wow, it'd be incredible, man. It'd be so much fun, but we all know that he's probably going to wind up in Phoenix or Chicago. <laughs> that would be horrible. Um, I mean, and what am I, and by the way, what am I saying about the Knicks? If they get the number one pick, they're trading it for KD. I mean, for AD, anyway, I just, you know, I'm just rooting for him to wind up somewhere really, really fun where we can watch him grow as a player and have the ball in his hands and not, you know, I don't know, not be stuck in, uh, with an old school style coach who, who isn't going to be creative with him. And I love what, uh, what Lloyd Pierce has done in Atlanta. And I just feel like that would be such a great place. So if the league is listening, help us out in other games around the league, the Orlando magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers one twenty to 91 Aaron Gordon with 21 points, six rebounds, four assists, uh, Colin Sexton with 23 and four rebounds in a loss. Uh, the magic are now one and a half games behind the Miami heat for the eighth and final playoff spot in Toronto. The Raptors defeat the Lakers one eleven to 98 Kawhi with 25 and eight he actually hit a Euro step three buzzer beater going into the half which I've never seen before. It was really wild. Uh, Norm Powell with 20 points, eight rebounds off the bench. Again, everybody pay attention to how Norm Powell and Marcus Gasol play together. It's like they've been playing together for years. Gasol had 15 points, seven rebounds. Uh, Alex Caruso had 16 points, five rebounds, five assists, and looked like the second best Laker on the court tonight. Uh, in Indiana, two playoff teams playing. And and this is kind of rare this time of year. Uh, the Pacers defeat the Thunder 108 to 106. The the Thunder were actually up by 19 at one point in this game, and the Pacers fought back. Uh, West Matthews 16 points, seven rebounds, had a nice putback game winner. He crashed from the weak side wing and was uncontested on the on the rebound, put it back in, uh, and that wound up being the game winning basket with a little less than three seconds left. Uh, Paul George with 36 points, six rebounds, five assists. Russell Westbrook with 19 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, and four steals. Was Paul George had some terrible possessions down the stretch of this game. Um, I don't know if it's the shoulder that's that's bugging him. Clearly, it's it's been affecting his shooting, um, but his handle looked terrible tonight. 
It's and it, and it's been looking like that for two or three games now. Where like his crossover is always coming off of his leg or off his foot or just straight up just bouncing it too hard where his hand is too close to the to the floor. Um, his handle's been shaky for a few games now. Um, he says that there's absolutely nothing wrong with his shoulder. So you know, I guess we got to take his um take him at his word. What I will say about the Thunder though, it's like. Again, and I hate to make the excuses for these March games, but the Thunder particularly are a team who should just be able to suffocate this Pacers squad. Like, they shouldn't be able to score against the Thunder. And that they were able to score reasonably well shows me that the effort level, just they just didn't have it tonight, and they just didn't take the Pacers serious enough. And that, and the Pacers are a team, and, you know, I was talking about this with Coach Thorpe on Nerder, she wrote yesterday. The Pacers are a team, you you have to take them seriously the whole time. You yes. can't rest. They, if you've they, got a 20 they point do lead, not it stop matter. playing hard. <laughs> exactly. And this is why Nate McMillan is the coach of the year to me because of what he's yep. done this year with yep. this team without Victor Oladipo and, and the, the thunder, honestly, man, they've been scuffling lately. And I think that this was an important game for them to get a win. And you know, they, they didn't pull it out. As a matter of fact, blowing that 20 point lead, I, is this a, a sign of things to come, right? When they get to the playoffs, are, are they going to be able to hold these leads? And I'm a believer in this team. I think that it's them or Houston is a second, the real second best team in the West. You know, Denver, uh, I think is up there, but I don't think that they're a real threat to, to give the Warriors any kind of trouble in the playoffs. But I've been a believer in this Oklahoma City Thunder team all year, and they're actually starting to make me have some concerns. I think they've got to sort some things out. And for the Pacers, again, this is another example of why I think in the playoffs, nobody should want to play them. I don't know that they're going to get out of the first round, but man, they are going to fight tooth and nail. They're going to give you a six or seven game series. And none of those games are going to be easy. Yeah. And their defense has been impressive all year. Everybody knows miles Turner is a defensive player of the year candidate. Nate McMillan deserves a ton of credit because miles Turner man used to be lost on defense. He was good at blocking shots and that was it. That was it. And now his footwork, his positioning, his recognition of who to jump out at, who to fall back on, just straight up making himself big at the rim and contesting everything. Like he's incredible. Like to to get where he is now from where he was is amazing, man. I tip my hat to to everybody. Their player development out there, Miles Turner, obviously for putting in the work and Coach McMillan for like, you know, putting this guy in position. In Boston, the Celtics defeat the Kings 126 to 120. Kyrie Irving with 31 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. Man, he was fantastic tonight. Jalen Brown with 22 points off the bench. Buddy Heald, who feels like every time he shoots, the ball is just going to go in the hoop with 34 points, 7 assists. Marcus Morris with 21 points, 13 rebounds. Um, Celtics looked a little lost at the beginning of this one. Was I was saying maybe they needed to go back to the West Coast, but they sorted out, they get the win. <laughs> I mean, this is a, this is big, man. Like the Kings are not pushovers and these are the sorts of games that the Celtics need to win to get themselves ready for the playoffs. Yeah. In Utah, the jazz handle the wolves 120 to 100 Donovan Mitchell with 24 points, six assists. Uh, Jay Crowder had eight, 18 points off the bench. Derek favors with 17 points, 11 rebounds. And Carl Anthony towns had 26 points and 12 rebounds in the loss. Moving on to the lines of the night. We got Buddy Heald, 34 points, four rebounds, seven assists in a loss. Kyrie Irving with 31 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists in a win. LeBron with 29, 
four rebounds, six assists, and a loss. And Paul Millsap with 33 points and eight rebounds. Waz, who you got? I got to go with Kyrie, man, because people know that I, through the years I've been extremely critical of Kyrie. And it's for one reason, really, it's because he never wanted to pass the damn ball. And this season, and I keep saying it over and over and over again, and it's what makes the Celtics, to me, the most dangerous team in the East, because in tight games, close games, Kyrie is not afraid to give up the ball, make the right play. And if you play him straight, if you if you don't play him straight up, he's going to find the open guy. If you play him straight up, he is going to fish fillet your ass. And so for him to come out and get a triple double tonight and, you know, a nice big win for the Celtics, I'm impressed. I'm proud of Kyrie for what he's done on this team. Like he's taken the mantle of like, I'm going to be a more well-rounded player um, on this team because I'm a leader and that's what's asked of me now. And he's gone out and done it. So you got to tip your cat to cap to Kyrie Irving. Absolutely. He's been fantastic. He, you know, lately uh, he was fantastic tonight. And, uh, you know, getting the triple double, like, you know, I know we're kind of all out on triple doubles, but the truth is that 12 assists, that's actually quite a lot for that offense and yep. the way it, it's kind of egalitarian and the ball moves. So, you know, he was out there actually making stuff happen. So that's huge in our games to watch for tomorrow. Waz, I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to steal the good game from you. Uh, I'm going to go with Milwaukee, Miami. The heat have been playing tough lately. They're holding on to the eighth seed right now. They've got a game and a half lead over the magic and Milwaukee, I think needs to come in and get a win. You know, I, I want to see them there. They've got a two and a half game lead over the Raptors. I'd like to see them come out, be aggressive, get the win and win big. I think that that's, that's should be the goal for the bucks is to get this over with early in the fourth quarter and, and have that full three game lead uh, heading into uh, the weekend. My game to watch would definitely be Sacramento and Philadelphia. I know Sacramento will be coming off a back-to-back, but Philadelphia is one of the most talented teams in the NBA. And unlike Milwaukee, unlike Toronto, unlike the Warriors, unlike, you know, the Thunder, you know, teams that are guaranteed to be in the playoffs and already have their team identity set, Philadelphia doesn't. They are still working out the Kings. So these games actually matter and are important from a continuity factor. And so you know, I'll be watching what they do tomorrow. And that starting lineup that they've got the new one with, you know, post trade deadline is actually like the best starting lineup in basketball. It just hasn't played very much. So it's super important for them to get as many reps as possible heading into the playoffs. Yep. Uh, that's going to be it for today's show. Make sure you guys like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash count the dings, subscribe to the back to back podcast feed. We dropped a new basketball buds on Tuesday, a new nerd. She wrote yesterday, and then we got a new mailbag coming out today, but it's on its own feed. Make sure you go and subscribe to the new mailbag feed, wherever you listen to podcasts while you're there, subscribe to black opinions matter Monday, subscribe, rate and review this podcast, daily ding, as well as all of our feeds from the back to back network, the house of Strauss, pack your knives. Uh, thanks again for waking up with us. Waz, take us home. Ding, ding. Every time I come around your city, ding, ding. Did I use that already? <laughs> <laughs>